Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. This is episode 16, part four of four, Scholarships, How to Lose in an Interview. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. I hope you've enjoyed the last three episodes. This is the conclusion of this four-part series. I originally intended this to be a three-part series, and as I got into it, these episodes got a little bit longer than I was hoping, and so I, I ended up having to break it into a fourth part. And so today, uh, to, to finalize this series, I'm gonna do a quick recap of the first three, and then I'm gonna teach you today how to lose the interview. What not to do, so that never happens to you. And I have seen a lot of crazy things in interviews. I'm pumped to, to go through this with you. And hopefully uh, some of this you'll go, yeah, I would never do that. And other parts of this you may go, oh, didn't think of that. And so that'll be the goal to this conclusion to the scholarship series. Now, I want to do a quick, very quick review here. First, get a plan, organize your scholarship, search for everything. Understand up front, you got to apply for a bunch to win a few. Scholarships is not an easy process. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Be intentional in how you organize your scholarships. Again, I say they should be in different folders. One's based on with writing portions and essays, one without writing portions and essays, and sort them within each folder by due date and priority within that due date. You, you don't have forever. So you, you know you're only gonna be able to apply for some, and hopefully you can apply for a bunch, but within that bunch, there's going to be times that you're going to be limited and I want to make sure that you're applying for the top priority ones first. All right. So by deadline and then within that uh, by priority and be strategic in the essay ones. You don't want to spend a million hours doing a few essays. Uh, I, I want to get you out in front of a bunch of committees and try to win rather than only get you in front of a couple committees because you spent hours doing essays. And as much as we can use those essays from high school, English class, we want to do that. It's going to be crucial that you have great things to put on the application that's different than other people. Again, that's not about what organization you're in. It's not about student council secretary or whatever. So you definitely want to have great projects. That's where that resource, scholarships.chadcargo.com, if you Type that in your URL. Don't Google search it. Scholarships.chadcargo.com. That will give you a free PDF document explaining how you come up with those projects and how to word them on the application because you've got to word them in a way that would actually be read. And, and remember that, that line that I, I made up that I, that I used many times and I use in every workshop I teach. Leadership's not a title. It's an action. You don't have to be elected to anything to win leadership scholarships. So let's get really good projects and word them in a way that would actually be read. Then we become a finalist and we go to the interview. And as I talked last week, you want to make sure you prepare for that. Think of those common questions. Have someone practice with you. Have someone ask you those questions. You know, think through how you're going to answer them. Be careful with the setup questions. You don't want to like, you know, just destroy yourself. So think of how you can take setup questions and turn them to positives. And don't panic over the crazy questions, the ones that are meant to take you off guard. And if you get a really difficult question, 
like the one I always ask that I covered in last week's episode, don't panic. Take a breath, think for a second, then start your answer. You don't have to answer immediately. You do that, you prepare, you bring those pictures of your projects like I talked about, you're gonna be way ahead of everyone else. That's gonna be pretty exciting and I think you're gonna greatly increase your chances of winning. All right, so now I wanna tell you the way you can lose in the interview. And again, a lot of these are things that I've seen in interviews that I've given. Some of these are just more general things that you wanna avoid, but you're gonna like this. So let's just start. I'm gonna go through a list here. I want you to think through if you would obviously not do this or if you would go, ah, oh, maybe. All right, so here we go. First, never wear a watch to the interview. A lot of you have your nice fancy Apple watch and you're gonna to wanna to wear that to the interview. Never. You do not want that thing flashing at you. You don't want it uh, doing anything because listen, you know this is true. You're gonna wear that watch to the interview. That sucker's gonna go off and you're gonna glance at it. You never wanna do that. You never wanna glance at that watch. Same with your cell phone. It should never be in the room. Don't even bring it with you. I mean, if you have to leave it outside, uh, whatever, but do not have that phone in the room with you. I'd, even if it's on silent, uh, vibrate only, you don't want that thing going off during the interview. So let's make sure that we don't have that. And you go, well, I don't have an Apple watch. I just have a regular watch, a regular old watch with hands. And it's a really nice watch and it look, goes with my outfit really well. And man, I'm gonna look great wearing it. Don't wear it. Why? Because you get really nervous in an interview and you're gonna have that you know, pause in that interview you're going to be nervous and you're going to glance at your wrist. Now you go, well, that's not that big a deal. Well, when a person that I'm interviewing glances at her watch, it sends a really bad message to me because whether I try not to think it or, or, or what, I'm always like, do you have somewhere you need to be? Are you okay? You okay on time? I just naturally think that it's probably not fair, but I'm kind of thinking, look, if this is a waste of your time or you don't want to be here, Go do something else. Never, ever wear a watch to a scholarship interview. Never. Second, you may walk into that room and know one of the committee members. A common mistake, and I've seen this many times, is the person being interviewed immediately starts chumming up with that friend on the interview staff. It's like, hey, good to see you. You don't want to do that because everyone on that committee probably has an equal vote. And your goal that day is to be professional and respect everyone the same because everyone has a vote. So be very careful with that. And that leads to my next point. When you answer a question, remember, everyone in the room is grading every question. So what happens is you're being interviewed by three different people and the girl on your right asks the question, a lot of times students will only look at her to answer. Never do this. Just because she asked the question doesn't mean she's the only one that grades it. So when you answer a question in an interview, you want to look at every person on the committee. And assuming it's not like you know a huge committee with 15 people, if it's just a few people, I want to make eye contact with each person, each question. I want my answers to be to the whole group. So you're going to have to scan the room. This is hard for a lot of students because some people are active listeners. And I'm really bad about this. I drive my wife crazy. 
I'm very active. I've got all kinds of, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty active person. And so when I listen, I love to nod my head. I love it. I, I just love to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happens is a lot of times people talk to groups that I'm in and I find the people look at me all the time because I'm an active listener. I find this in my workshops. When I teach to a group of students, those few students who are nodding a lot, who are active listeners, I find myself looking at those students all the time. And I consciously try not to do that because I know other people are listening too. They just don't really have that trait of nodding or being the active listener, but they're still listening just the same. You need to remember that in the interview. Don't just look at one person when you answer, look at everyone. Next, never hold a pencil or a pen during an interview. Don't have it. Don't set it down beside you when you go in because you'll get nervous and you'll touch it, you'll grab it. And when you fiddle with a pencil or a pen, it is unbelievably distracting. You never want to have something directly in front of you during the interview. Whatever you do, man, do not sit down and set your phone in front of you. Never. That phone shouldn't even be in there. I already covered that. But I also don't want to have a pencil or pen or something small. And that goes for your jewelry as well. I mean, I said in the previous episode, you want that jewelry needs to be unbelievably conservative. And so I, I don't want, uh, you know, to be fiddling with something, I mean, especially girls. You should never wear super long chains that hang down. Um, you know, you, again, you don't want to draw attention away from your merits, your qual. But the worst thing is you can be playing with it or a bracelet that has something dangling and you're playing with it uh, while you're answering. So uh, just avoid anything that might be a distraction. Obviously, don't chew gum uh, in an interview. Never, never do that. Be careful how you sit in an interview. So I don't want you to lounge or slump or recline in the chair. You've got to be really careful about crossing your legs under the table. Let's think about this. If you're a guy and you cross your leg under the table, when you do that, you naturally recline a little. Possibly even worse, I'll see girls in interviews. I've seen this in many interviews that I've given where a girl crosses her legs and she'll fold it all the way over, you know, where the knees are are right on top of each other. And then she'll lay over her top leg while she talks. And you don't want to do that. You want to have good posture. You want to show confidence and you don't want to like hug your leg as you are answering. So hopefully you, you can see what I'm trying to describe there. That's, that's a little bit hard to describe, but um, be careful crossing your legs under the table. Most people cannot comfortably lean forward with your legs crossed. Uh, again, I would just say in general, as long as there's a table, I don't cross my legs. If there's not a table, a girl especially, cross your legs, but make sure you don't lean over your top leg. Make sure you're setting up straight. I find that most interviews though are not going to be in open areas. Like you're just in, in a chair setting openly in front. Usually there's, it's going to be at a table. Usually you're going to be sitting uh, with your legs under the table. Now let's talk about where you sit in an interview. And I've seen this in interviews that I've given. It's really probably not that big a deal, but it's uncomfortable. When you are brought into a room for your scholarship interview, I've seen the interviewee just like, just walk right over, grab a chair and sit down. You don't want to do that. It's kind of weird, but I mean, I've been in committees where this has happened and the student sits down and then we all start adjusting where we sit and we're grabbing our papers and we're moving. 
So when you're brought into an interview room, you just step inside and you stand there and you wait until the person who brings you in tells you where to sit. But you do not sit down until the committee tells you where to sit. I mentioned in the previous episode, and I'm going to say it again here, you got to be careful that you don't elaborate on one answer too long. The committee is trying to get a lot of information out of you. We have a tendency to ramble. We have a tendency to just get really long-winded. We'll start rambling about stuff. Try to keep your answers concise, to the point. Don't be afraid to include stories, but you can't ramble. You got to make sure you're on point and don't just like start going off on these weird tangents. Because if you do that, not only is it going to make your interview less effective, but it's going to cause committee members not to be able to ask key questions that they want to ask. So keep those concise. They don't have all day. All right. You want to be careful in how you, uh, when you respond to interview questions, you got to remember that they're the ones doing the interview, not you. Now, I said in the previous episode, a question at the end, that's great. It's actually probably preferred. You should do that. But you want to be careful that you don't do that really during the interview. Now, there's some interviews that are more like conversational. Certainly, it'll be that way when you're applying for a job or internships or whatever. But in scholarship interviews, you want to be hesitant to, you know, just uh, say things like, you know, after you answer, go, well, what are your thoughts on that? Or what do you think about that? Or what would you do in that situation? Or, you know, you get asked by the committee member, tell me your biggest weakness. Uh, You know, you don't want to give an answer and then go, what about you? What's your biggest weakness? Make sure you remember they're interviewing you and they have a short amount of time. You want to be careful that you don't get overly excited about an answer. This is a common thing that I see in interviews where students are just like, oh my gosh, you're not even going to believe this. And oh, oh my God, let me tell you what happened then. And when you do that, like a football player, you get at, we, oh, listen, I'll ask a football player about a game. And I mean, all of a sudden, this dude is taking me into the fourth quarter and like the dude lining up against him. I mean, he's telling you like, you know, everything. No, I I don't need that. All right. Uh, So don't get overly excited. It's okay to show emotion, but you got to keep everything in balance in the interview. This is one I know you already know, but I want you to practice this. One of the best ways to practice this is to record yourself answering questions. Avoid phrases that you always say like, you know, yeah, honestly, okay, sure, man, and that. Uh, you got to be careful with those words that you're always, that you use over and over and over. When you record a practice session, listen to it. Listen to those words you're always using. I think it's important to note here, The interview is supposed to show your character. It's supposed to show who you are. So being personal, personal is really good. And you don't want to like be a robot where you just speak like in this formal, everything, grammar, perfect. It's okay to have, you know how that goes or, you know, I mean, it's okay to put some of that in there. The occasional, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's okay. But overusing those phrases can it can take away from the quality of your answer. So listen to yourself. If you do a practice interview and you record it, listen to it, it'll usually be pretty obvious. Avoid 
setting like a statue. It's okay to use some motion. Again, we don't want to be crazy, but having your hands up when you talk occasionally, uh, just in front of you, uh, is okay. I, I've seen students who sit. I mean, it's like they are frozen. These students don't budge. All they do is they move their mouth and their eyes blink. And there is no emotion. There's no uh, movement. So don't be afraid to move some. There's a balance in all of it. The same thing with don't be afraid to move. Be careful with exaggerated movements. Uh, sometimes students you know, will get a difficult question. And I've seen students just lean back, way back in the chair and kind of put the arms up over there and go, oh man, now that's a tough one. Again, there's a balance in all that. So, you know, a little bit of motion is fine. Just find a balance. I found students uh, will do repetitive finger movements. The twiddling of the thumbs, the cracking of the knuckles, tapping the fingers. Just be careful with that. A lot of students use large words that it is clear they have no idea what they mean. Look, you don't have to be something you're not in the interview. All we want is for you to be you. And so be careful with going in there and start using words. Maybe, you know, I've heard students in, in interviews and they'll start saying like, oh, the paradigm or, you know, oh, that's the diabolical, whatever, the proverbial. And I'm like, it wasn't even used correctly. And look, if you're going to use big words, it needs to be something you regularly use. Don't try to get, you know, be something you're not. That's going to be real important. Be careful on setup questions that you don't blame someone else for a problem you had, or, uh, you know, you never want to make excuses in an interview. Be careful. You're not overly arrogant. However, you got to share what you did. You got to brag on yourself, but it's got to be done in a, in a good way. So think through that, how you're going to come across. Obviously never correct an interviewer's pronunciation of a word or uh, grammar or anything like that. I know you'd never do that, but just, uh, you know, you're there, you're their guest. Make sure you answer the question that was asked. A lot of times we'll ask a question and the student will just like immediately veer off and they don't ask the question. Here's the problem with that. Because we're on a limited amount of time, we usually don't go back and re-ask it. We just kind of move on. You want to try to think through, again, I touched on this in the last episode, how are you going to get those key moments in? So before you go into an interview, think about those key things that you want to make sure that, that you cover. And we want to think through how we're going to get those included in some of our answers. So just kind of, you know, think about that. And if you get frustrated in the interview, try your best not to let it show. Sometimes uh, an interviewer will, uh, you know, it will really start trying to pin you down on something. And if it gets uncomfortable, try not to let it show. It's okay. Look, if it was uncomfortable for you, it's going to be uncomfortable for everybody else because those committee members are going to pin the other students down as well. So don't be scared of it. Look, most scholarship committee members, they want you to succeed. They're your biggest fans. Don't, you know, think they're there against you. If you just try your best to prepare through, you know, your answers, a lot of these mistakes, they're not really going to happen. And look, no matter how much you prepare, there's going to be a surprise. There's going to be something happened that you didn't expect. There's going to be a really tough question you didn't expect. It's okay. It's okay. You're not supposed to have all the perfect answers. I've never given an interview where a student like just blew something 
you know, where, where the student is just like, you know, um, uh, you know, having a hard time with an answer or a question where, you know, the committee just immediately was like, forget it. That student's done. I mean, the only time that I could even come close to that would be that really tough question that I told you I ask every, um, in, in every interview where I asked the student about something specific on the application he listed under leadership. And I say, tell me three things you did with that organization this school year where you demonstrated leadership and he absolutely cannot answer it. I mean, that would be the only time I think ever that as a committee we've said, okay, you know, what else did he not do on this application? Other than that, look, they're rooting for you to win. And I think if you remember that, I think you'll perform better and just know it's okay. And the more you practice, the better you'll get. This is another reason why it's so crucial that you apply for a bunch of scholarships. When you apply for a bunch, then, you know, you're going to get more opportunities to practice those interviews. You'll get better at it. And if you're a teacher listening to this episode, practice interviews in your classroom. Um, one thing I love to do, um, and I've encouraged a lot of teachers to do, is set up scenarios. So maybe you have a person leave the room who's going to be the interviewer. You have the committee, um, three pick three students who will be the committee and then you go outside to the uh, person who's going to be interviewed and you say, Hey, in this scenario, I want you to look at your watch one time. I want you to ask one of the committee members to answer the same question that he just asked you. Well, how would you handle that if that happened to you? Um, so set up a couple of these mistakes play it in the scenario. And as the class watches, have the class try to identify the mistakes. It's a great class lesson for interviews. Uh, and and I've, I've done that. I've actually led that in classroom settings and students really get a kick out of it. And it's amazing how perceptive some of them are. And it's also interesting how some will say, yeah, he paused before he answered that question. He should never do that. As soon as that question is asked, he needs to answer. And you go, no, actually, the pause is good. It shows that he's thinking about his answer before he gives it. And you would much rather do that than have an impulse answer. So it's a great way that you can uh, do that as a teaching exercise with your classroom. All right. Well, that concludes the four-part series on scholarships and the interview. That concludes the whole thing. And I hope you enjoyed that four-part series on scholarships and uh, how to word things and the interview. If you enjoyed it, then share that with somebody. Uh, have somebody just, you know, somebody that has a high school senior, uh, junior about to tackle through this whole process. Tell them, hey, check out Chad Cargill's ACT Test Prep podcast. That would be a great help for uh, me to get the word out about this. And I hope everyone is able to, you know, gain value from these episodes and learn how to do those applications. And man, if you do this and you apply this and it works for you, I would love to hear from you. So please send a message my way. Um, you can find me on the Chad Cargo Workshops Facebook page. I post all these episodes on there. You can add comments there. Uh, my email is chad at chadcargo.com. Feel free to email me. And if you're a student out there or a teacher and I come to your high school, hey, come tell me at the workshop. Man, I listened to that episode. It was great. I've been practicing this with my class. I would love to hear that. And you can always leave a review on your podcast app. On the Apple Podcast, you can go to the review there, hit that five star, and then leave a few words. That would really help me to know that what I'm 
teaching is resonating with you and it would help other people who are looking for a great podcast that covers these kinds of topics and ACT prep and scholarships. Uh, they'd be like, hey, we need to stop and listen to this one. That would be great. You can find all of the podcast information at podcast.chadcargill.com. My website is chadcargill.com. You can find my prep book there. You can find my schedule there, calendar.chadcargill.com. You can also get my speed reading software there. Very, very easy to use. Um, the, the speed reading software doesn't take long. Pretty cheap too. I mean, uh, it's, it's on special right now. And so uh, you can get a year subscription. Right now it's under 20 bucks for a year subscription. The price of that is going to be going back up soon. So if you want to get that, you can greatly increase your speed and comprehension. So just go to chadcargo.com. You'll click on speed reading and you'll find that. And hopefully I'm going to get to see you at a workshop this fall. And uh, if I'm not scheduled to come to your area, reach out to us and let's see if we can't get one scheduled and I'll come to you. All right. Well, next week we'll get away from the whole scholarship series and start a new topic. And I've got a whole lot of great episodes scheduled. I hope you'll make it a habit to listen every week. And I really, really hope that this is a practical way that you can start uh, implementing some step to increase your scores and win those scholarships and get those colleges and careers and everything figured out. All right. Well, I'll be back again next Thursday. Thank you again for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.